Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Podswoggle, a wrestling podcast with entertainment. This is your host, Mullet, here. It's been several weeks, and we've had several things happen. We're going to tackle them all today with three of the members of the Swoggle Squad. First, it's a mystery as always. Where is he this week? Michael Whitten. Uh, I am actually in a city that is near and dear to one of y'all's hearts, and I'm going to give it away with this clue. The hotel I'm staying at is called the Tudor Arms Hotel. You are going to give it away? <laughs> <We're saying that. laughs> well, well, you, well, you know what? Mullet, you should know about your Cleveland history more often, because I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, no, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know every hotel in Cleveland. <laughs> it's got a history to it, damn it. Uh, also, also, if I hear uh, if I hear the name Tudor, I mean, to think of a really, really dumb, drunk, and a high joke I told one time about the show The Tudors and me wanting to just rewrite it as a show about people that fart, <laughs> called The Tudors. <laughs> Of all the ways it was I funny then. Like, uh, go get uh, good food and then um, and then leave Cleveland immediately. I'm leaving tomorrow. Perfect. Uh, in Chicago is Rich. Mm, let me kick it off with a little bit of that vintage. Yeah. Oh no, got it all over the fucking couch. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's been said recently. Eating all over the couch. <laughs> also Chicago. <laughs> um, in a city that's very near and dear to some of our hearts, I'll tell you. I'll give you a hint. I'm staying at a Holiday Inn. <laughs> That's right, Chicago. Very good. Oh God, damn it! Spencer was in the uh, was in the Segway spot this week, and I feel like Rich, you pre-planned that. Well, I'm just living my life. All right, hey, look, it just happens organically, <laughs> man. Yeah, exactly. Some, sometimes you know, like Spencer can attest, I it did go all over the couch. I, it, it, it happens to oh. the best of us and the worst of us. There you go, just... which is me for sure. <laughs> We're having three different conversations at the same time right now. So let's, let's Welcome to the Swaggle Squad, 2016 through 2019. <laughs> so, um, so it's been several weeks. We've had uh, a bunch of episodes kind of bridging the gap between when we'll be able to record. And again, that's going to be happening tonight as well. We're going to be recording a game episode. And then there's another episode uh, between Sam and I where we destroyed our bodies with another can- candy rubble coming out soon. And then uh, besides that, we don't have a lot of episodes for the, le- for the rest of the year. So I want to make sure we stopped uh, before Thanksgiving and Survivor Series and everything else and go over wrestling news because uh, plenty has happened. And how long have we been recording? I think I've waited long enough. He's back. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, I forgot to write that down. Uh, here's, fuck here's you. a fun. How do you what, do you, what do you what do you qualify back as? And real quick, here's a fun thing. I don't know dick about anything right now except for AEW. <laughs> oh, hey, do you want to do you want to pretend to be Augie then? Yes. <laughs> like the old days. I give you five questions. Okay. Who am I? Who am I referring to? Uh, my my first my second guess is uh, CM Punk. My first guess was John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, one of your guesses was right. John Cena's um, back, baby. Let's do it. Hustle, loyalty, respect. Yeah. I love John Cena. At your local, at your local Cineplex with Keegan Michael Key and John Leguizamo playing with fire. <laughs> Fuck, John Leguizamo's in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's got a it's got a really good cast and really bad reviews. Okay. Yeah, really good uh, cast. It's got everybody: John Leguizamo, John Cena. Boy, great cast. <laughs> I mean. I most of those, yeah, okay. John Leguizamo's in the happening. Never mind. Um, yes, Rich. I he. I'm counting it. I'm counting it. What did he do? Did he do the, some commentary? No, he he walked through a door and said one line on WWE backstage, a show that was l- watched by less people than have ever cumulatively listened to like one year's worth of our podcasts, um, and. Uh, he wasn't even lit properly, and it was done. Well, he's straight edge. He'll never be lit properly. <laughs> Good hey. stuff. So he's coming, World he's, coming, he's coming back to WWE? No. See, here's the thing that everyone yes. fails to realize. He is oh, I realize it, but I don't care. No, I, I know, because you're, you're delusional. <laughs> he's signed through Fox. His contract, yes. he gets paid by Fox and Fox only. Okay. So his relationship to the WWE still means basically zilch. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't foresee any sort of cross. The, symbolically, is this a step in a direction? Absolutely. But at the same time, he could also just despite it be not being very likely, sign with AEW tomorrow, which would be amazing. It'd be, it'd be like the, the most CM Punk moment of all time. Yeah. Uh, if, he's, if he's on television commenting on WWE, well, obviously, that, that would never happen. No, but, but like, legally, could it happen? Absolutely. So I think that's all well and good. I think that after the past two or three years, and we've seen what has happened in the wrestling world, that it is naive to think that this is such an impossibility. <laughs> I, I, would, I would bet way too much of my life on him wrestling at this year's WrestleMania, or at the very, very least, in 2020. Which is two months away. <laughs> so... So prepare for the Swaggy Awards when all my predictions are related to CM Punk being overly involved with professional wrestling in 2020. Because immediately from word of mouth and immediately from talking and immediately from next week when I'm sure those ratings go up. I'm not saying they're going to like hit a million when they just they just doubled from one week to the other. But you're going to have people talking. They are going to make an offer. It is going to be high in money. They give Tyson Fury 14 fucking million dollars to go to Saudi Arabia and wear a tank top for 10 minutes. Then they're going to give somebody that's going to drum up actual ratings and interest in North America money to do something. Hmm. That that's, that that's, that's the long and short of it. There's a reason why he said no to AEW and there's a reason why Months ago, back at All Out, Cody basically said, he's like, oh, he's going to WWE. And it's, oh, well, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, 
Like, you just said that in an interview. He's like, I think he's going to go back there. And everyone's like, that was a really odd thing to say. And then, sure enough, he's walking out on a WWE-sponsored program. That's wild. Is he any good? <laughs> yes. He is the world's at, worst at, at MMA what? fighter. But... <laughs> <laughs> What that the that is the corollary is however good you are at MMA that's how bad you are at wrestling and however bad at wrestling you are that's how good you are at MMA true it's very much the inverse relationship uh, oh man I'm not the person to ask this question Spencer but I will happily answer it if you'd like yeah. that was a very wimpy answer um, he is the best promo in he, I would am I overstretching I'll ask the two Innocent parties here. Am I overstretching to say that you could put him top five all time as a promo in the wrestling game? Just, just going through it like really quickly in my head. Uh, I would, I would, I would say yeah. Definitively ten. But I'm yes, saying five. Ten, 10 is safe. Five is probable. Like when you have, I feel like if you have a a promo that has a name, yeah, sure, then yes, you're probably yeah. in the top five. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking just off the top of my head, I can name five others. I I would say Rock, Dusty, Piper, Flair, Heyman. So there's five right there that are, are they're pretty unassailable. I'd even say Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'd even say Macho Man Randy Savage. But it's all based on era. He's definitively the best of his era, without question. Uh, and he is also, in ring-wise, the guy that kind of led. Like, you wouldn't have 75% of your roster right now <laughs> if it wasn't for the influence of CM Punk being the indie star that made it in WWE and was marketable. And drew money. That is a definitive fact. So you're saying we Despite wouldn't have AEW that... if it wasn't for CM Punk? Kinda, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Because now too much talent was created and too many people well, really, on a different level, too many people were fed up with the bullshit right. <laughs> or didn't want to go to this fucking place. And they're like, let's just do our own thing. You know? That yes, that's largely it. Um I'm just excited to see. So, has anybody watched that show? That's a dumb question when I'm talking about how bad it is in the ratings. I I have seen. I saw a clip on Reddit in which they were talking about the Lana Rusev Lashley storyline, and they just very delicately, subtly, in a way, kind of openly trashing it as far yes. as far as why they would do something like this. That is pretty much all all I've seen of it. That's what I was kind of getting to is that it is seventy five twenty five like kayfabe and like non. So like they have Ryan Satin doing like insider news, like oh the Miz and Page signed long term extensions and doing like announcing trades and announcing um uh like injury stuff like that. But then also they do have moments like Witten said where it's like, yo, is this Rusev storyline like fucking trash? And then Paige, of course, says something because <laughs> she doesn't care. Uh, so, like, you're going to put CM Punk on that show. And that's why I'm very interested to see how it goes because he is 
the person that is very prone to just be like, that fucking's whack. <laughs> like, he'll... Like, he will, he's very much like Daniel Bryan on Talking Smack times, like, a hundred. Okay, yeah. When it comes to that. Like, Daniel Bryan would be tongue-in-cheek and be like, we're gonna have a Galaxy Champion! You know, like, stuff like that. Whereas, CM Punk would be like, yo, Universal Championship is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> like, right. While he's getting paid by the company. Here's, here's the thing, Mullet. Now he's getting paid by Fox. There, there's... There, are, there have to. Be, I'm just going to assume there are probably a bunch of things that have happened in the wrestling world over the last few weeks that we haven't talked about yet. I am not going to let you talk about CM Punk for another second. Uh, what I, 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 this week's episode of uh, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. I like. I know I you have... weren't on the podcast when CM Punk was an active wrestler, <laughs> but like this, this is, is just a big fucking. It's a, one. It's a, it is a big deal. Is it that big a deal? It is that big a deal. Yes, um, I can't even imagine. Yes. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, two. This is just like an old shoe. This is just like fucking. I know Mullet can't relate, but it's like riding a bike for the podcast. <laughs> but the, the motherfucker hasn't done anything except to like be a dickhead for the last like five years. Well, yeah, he was the same when he was wrestling too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when he was wrestling. That's how it was. That's how it. That's just how it goes. You just accept it and. Enjoy. <laughs> That's yeah, really what it is. No, this is, probably have a drink. <laughs> this is of all the because you think how many times you've heard like they always come back or the bridge is never fully burnt. Like this one might be like the all timer. Like he got fucking fired on his wedding day and got sued by them for basically like libel and slander about their doctors. And and lost and his best out. friend. Lost his best friend. Lost mo- many of his friends. Many friends, actually. Yeah, through the right. process. Um, Hornswoggle being one of, the, one of them. Yes, because he asked him for a phone number he didn't have anymore. Uh, <laughs> the man's had a hard life. Um, Hornswoggle as well. But, yeah, it's, it's the kind of... It, it could... Pin- why have we been talking about him going to AEW for a year and a half? Because that is the seismic shift. If John Moxley is like a good get, CM Punk is a mainstream game changer. So yeah, it, it is a huge deal that he is under the company that he swore up and down he would never go to. Because with him, it kind of seemed legitimate. But if like Hogan or uh, fucking Warrior or anybody else ever says it. It's like, okay, well, you're just a carny motherfucker. Like, you're you're not coming back. <laughs> well, to me, that's that, that's how that's how it comes across to me though. As as like, it sounds seems like that was the word I was thinking. I was like, how fucking carny of of CM Punk to be doing this kind of shit. Like, for exactly those reasons you were talking about. Like, oh, okay. So I mean, the, I mean, at the end of the day, like, money's money. You know, like, I'm gonna do a lot of shit for what it is. I'm sure he's being paid. So going through the podcasts that the very famous podcasts and the famous documentary and a lot of stuff and hearing I've, I've never fully believed the like, Oh yeah. Wrestling. Like I'm fucking done. This is somebody that was so passionate when they left their any, any promotion that he could barely walk to the ring because of how hard he was fucking crying because of how much he was going to love and miss the place. So there's a giant chip on his shoulder. Maybe not a bump on his butt, but we'll have to go to the videotape for that to double check and see if it's there. Um, a giant chip on his shoulder about never getting that Mania main event, 
never getting, never achieving certain things. And if he's at the point in his life where now they're getting billions of dollars to do right. things, and he's at the position he is where he still has some fame and some notoriety, he's 41, he's able to still potentially do it, it's great. Is there a chance that he just is fucking wants to show up at a studio a couple times a, a month and say some shit and still get a good payday? Absolutely. I'm not discounting Rich's thoughts at all. He is the kind of person that could conceivably just do that. I am just really shocked that that's the case. I think so he I look- is. Here's the, I think he is the type of person to where because there is the distinction. The name on the check is Fox, not WWE, and I feel like he would feel like a hypocrite if he ever took a WWE paycheck again. Yeah, but, uh, it definitely it definitely hurts his. I think with a certain segment of people, it hurts his legacy and his notoriety, or not his um, not even infamy, kind of his stature his amongst legacy, maybe. a legacy, especially under in like the subset of people that are like, especially not the fuck WWE people, but the of his era. Like he's there's a reason why you still have have CM Punk chance, you know. Five years after the fact, it still fucking happens because people are passionate, and people care, and he—he's the reason the Square Circle subreddit exists. Like that is a fact. <laughs> because no one on the, the WWE subreddit was like able to talk the way they wanted to talk about it. So when the pipe bomb happened, they're like, "Let's start this new culture," and now it's—it's it's what it is today, you know. Um, and that's not even just that. You can branch it off of so many different avenues and channels from, from the internet wrestling community for better and very much for worse <laughs> from that moment. Whitney, you were going to say something? Worst. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just going to be interesting just to see if, if it's from Fox and if the money's good, does he care? Or is he still... Sure. Go- or is he still? But or is he still just going to be the? I'm going to come on here. I'm going to do my thing. And if I can't do my thing, well then just fuck you. I'm going to leave. I, I mean, he definitely has prerogative. I mean, he's he's got that cool horror movie to promote. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a prediction. I'm gonna and I'm gonna say this: by the time by the time 2020 is over with. Mm-hmm. He will no. He will no longer be doing this. He'll. He won't be. Right, so that's that's my prediction now. <laughs> so we so we have the opposite predictions. Yes. Uh, this isn't a prediction. This is just a. Pr- this isn't a prediction. This is a promise. Tofe's not here for me to share the promise we made to each other. Because of course we talked about. I think on our last news podcast that a certain someone was trying to get cleared. If Edge versus CM Punk happens in our lifetime, Tofe and I have promised to be there front row no matter where it is. It could very well be in Saudi Arabia. Well. Fuck it, we're getting on a plane, and then, we, and then we'll get stuck there for hours because that is the most inconceivable fucking thing that will have ever happened of all time. That's just yeah, yeah. Can we can we pivot now to how how everybody was fucked over in Saudi Arabia? Let's 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 palate cleanse before we get to the, some of the bad stuff. Cool, Jordan uh, Miles. What? What did you you say, Jordan Miles? Yeah. Oh, oh my God! Later down on my list, uh, I think Spencer was going to change the subject, and now Spencer, I will allow that to happen with what you were going to bring up. Oh no, I just want to change the subject. <laughs> well, 
Jordan Miles. Because <laughs> you didn't have something. Here's five more minutes of CM Punk. Yeah, no. exactly. Um, no, just, I just, just CM Punk to me is what? like like it's like when you like. I'm gonna make up an example that maybe you can understand. Like, where you you like join a new friend group, and then like the one one girl has like this boyfriend, and like you because you didn't know him to begin with, you're like this guy sucks. Like, why 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 are they hanging out with him? Why is this her boyfriend? But like you don't get it because like you weren't there from the start, but everyone else was. That's kind of like CM Punk for me, where I'm like, all I've seen is this guy like not be a, he's just been like an absent father. He's like just been around, just being like a fucking asshole for like the entire time I've been watching wrestling, which is like five years now doing nothing except like leading people on, on his Twitter. And then all he did was like kind of sort of give like a sentence on some tertiary WWE show. And everyone's like freaking out about it. I don't know. It's just kind of like this guy's done nothing like in my, you know what I'm saying? In my, in my experience, it's just strange to me. Yeah. It's yeah. You came in at a time where, it's you just missed everything and right. it honestly seemed like you weren't gonna get anything because right he has largely been absent from the lineage and the annals but he is very much important like he's uh, uh, i don't know where he ended but like top five reign like as a wwe champion lengthwise right like didn't end at something crazy like, like that? that yeah it goes like he's definitely again that one he's definitely top ten in terms of like you get through your Brunos and your Hulks and right, your Pedro right. Morales is like the guys from the sixties the seventies and the eighties right and like after Hulk Hogan there's like three dudes that held the title for more than a year and it's like Cena him and like uh, a thick fucking Kevin Nash <laughs> crazy but he did it. In- he did it, yeah, he did it in, like, this decade, right. which that just doesn't happen anymore. Unless you're Pete Dunne, they have nothing else to do with you. <laughs> and then you do it double. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. There will be plenty more of, of, of that, hopefully. Or this is the last time we talk about him. It's like, hey, did you, hear, uh, <laughs> see, did you, hear, did you see that cool uh, backstage segment with uh, CM Punk and Otis Dojovich, like, making pancakes? <laughs> Even still, I'm sa- I'm satisfied. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, that, I'm okay with I'm that. I would watch that. Yeah. I'm still happy for it. Um, man, okay, yeah, let's just hammer, I guess, let's, yeah, let's just hammer, hammer this fucking WWE shit out before we can get to the rest of it. Uh, so, yeah, so... I, I wrote Crown Jewel um, without re- realizing, like, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like, so thank you, Wynn, for bringing up the uh, real-life horrible shit so we didn't have to strictly talk about the wrestling world horrible shit. Uh, Spencer, I know you're only AEW knowledge at the moment, but are you aware of what happened at Crown Jewel and then what happened after Crown Jewel? No, I can't wait to hear Okay, uh, man. All right, I could just do five questions just based off of all of this. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. It, I know it's very convoluted. Hit me. Well, we'll start with we'll just start with the show. Um, who is your current WWE Universal Champion? Lesnar. He's your WWE Champion, so I'll Fuck. give you another guess. Who had it last time I watched? Oh boy. So Lesnar beat Kofi, I guess. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the regular one. Who had that red guy, that red little strap fella? Was it? <laughs> oh, it was uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins had it. Correct. Uh, I have to imagine Seth still has it, because who? 
who would even take it from him besides the fiend? And there's no way they had the fiend in Saudi Arabia. So Seth Rollins. Uh, in Saudi Arabia, the fiend beat <laughs> Seth Rollins. What the fuck? I'm stupid. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, in what? In oh, like a straight up match? Oh no. Uh, no, it was uh, it was uh, false count anywhere. Oh. False count anywhere. Quote. And the match cannot be stopped for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Which is crazy because and... it ended. <laughs> so <laughs> that's already a lie. Wow, wow. That would have been great. It's just They're a like, three count. It's like, well, the stipulation. We Jack Tunney comes back from the dead, <laughs> or they dress a guy up in <laughs> Jack Tunney costume because MBS wanted it or whatever. I was like, well, I was, yeah, I was, I was Saudi Prince is such a big fan. He wanted Tunny. Yeah. The two things about, <laughs> about match that match must continue. <laughs> to the two things, Tunny. Two things about that match. First, they still fucking did the red light again, which they, mm-hmm. they need to fucking stop doing that. Like, they just need to stop doing mm-hmm. that. And then second, they they did have Bray come out with the severed head lantern, but it wasn't mm-hmm. lit. But they Just still like made CM sure Punk. to get a camera right on it when it was on the ring apron. Yep. Uh, but Bray Wyatt's your universal champion. I mean, <laughs> little victories here, guys. Like Come it. on. We gotta... I'm into it. Uh, he uh, he got curb stomped so many times and just kept kicking out of one. Same, Basically the same premise. And then he got, like, super kicked off the stage through, like, electrical equipment and then bells and whistles went off and then like one of the pyros like went off close to seth and he like fake being blind and uh uh fiend had a really good like horror monster like rise up from behind rollins cool and then just yeah just claw and sister abigail and one two three and now he's feeding with daniel bryan and he's the champion and he's on smackdown and cool well that sounds great i love all that well and then the way they got brock over to smackdown or from SmackDown to Raw, because otherwise you'd have your two mm. main championships. Um, he quit SmackDown and went to Raw. <laughs> he just said because in the first, well, because in the first match of the night, Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez, uh, Brock made Kane tap out in like two minutes uh, because Velasquez's knees. Uh, if you do, Tope would be a better person to talk about this because Tope is like the MMA expert, but. Cain Velasquez is basically Mr. Glass from uh, the um, from the Unbreakable franchise, and that his he's just so fucking injury prone. So they signed him, and he immediately needed to get surgery. So they awesome. basically had like a really like we thought uh, best uh, we thought worst match of the year was locked with Goldberg and Taker. Yeah, and then we thought it was locked with Fiend and Seth. Eh, don't count Brock and Kane out in that because it was just fucking it was just pointless and bad. Uh, but then afterwards, Ray like beat the fuck out of Lesnar with a chair. So Brock like was really mad that Ray did that. So he insisted on being on the same <laughs> show as him, so he could beat him up. Okay, sure. And now they're they're wrestling at Survivor Series. Um, that so would that was be that fun. Question. Yeah, I mean, it's it'll be a good clash of styles. Uh, hopefully, it's longer than like fucking two minutes. Yeah, um, no, because the corollary with Brock Lesnar is the smaller you are, the better you do. Right. So Hornswoggle would whip his ass. Oh shit! They made you bring Hornswoggle back. <clears throat> Have, had, have yeah, him and CM Punk team he up? He says that, too. 
Punk is the Heyman character and Swoggle's just there, like, doing, like, Lesnar mannerisms. I'm for it. Yeah, that's a good um, uh, how, how bad... I'm trying to remember the phrase this. In what stupid way did Tyson Fury beat Braun Strowman? Well, oh boy, was it one of those, um, like, cartoon boxing gloves on, like, those extendable arms? Something like that? Oh, that's a good guess. <laughs> Okay, so basically, yes. I, no, I, I phrased it poorly. It made it sound like it would turn into a Roadrunner cartoon, but no. Uh, what, yeah, stupid? He, he, yeah, he, he punched him He punched him while he was on the apron, and he knocked him out, and he got counted out. Like, Braun was on his feet at 9, but then Braun couldn't get into the ring by 10. So he got beat by count out, and then he immediately got in the ring, power slammed Tyson Fury, uh, started walking up the ramp, as soon as it cuts back, Tyson Fury's already back on his feet because <laughs> he didn't know how to sell. And then he showed up on SmackDown two weeks later in the UK and was like, hey, good fight. Let's be tag team partners at some time. And then they beat up the B team together. And then like friends. Okay, that okay. sucks. Pretty bad. Uh, so if Taker and Goldberg was the worst match and then Fiend and Seth was the worst match and then Brock and Kane was the worst match, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman is in that conversation, but is not bad as those three. Mind you, Velasquez, who has previously wrestled multiple matches, uh, granted was injured, worked two minutes. Tyson Fury, who just hung out with Terry Taylor in Orlando for four weeks, worked like a full 12 to 15 minute match. (laughs) Did he look okay? (sighs) (laughs) That's all I need to know. I I mean, he wasn't Mayweather. (laughs) He wasn't D'Angelo Williams. Um, but he wasn't he wasn't great. But he wasn't like embarrassing. Him running the ropes was uh fucking bad. Uh his bumps were fine, but again, he, he shouldn't have had to worry about it. it. it's just that match should have been two minutes. However yeah. you need to do it, just get it fucking done. Um Alright, uh fourth question. Uh the show was on f- uh Thursday. Uh, Halloween. Uh, what day did the roster get back? From where? From Saudi Arabia? Yeah. From Saudi Arabia, yeah. Which was a show on a Sunday or what? It was on Thursday. Wait, the Saudi Arabia th- show was on Halloween? Yeah. Yes. And then they had SmackDown the next night and I Raw see. before they did the UK shows. Jesus Christ, what a schedule. Uh... It's a trick question. They never left Saudi Arabia. They just they threw up some fake flats and pretended to be in Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, Want to give a shout out to Kayfabe News for still running their uh, article every day. Zach Ryder's still stranded at Saudi Airport. Uh, <laughs> they've been running it every day since this happened. That's funny. Uh, Ryder Watch so, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Come out of here, you Ryder jerk. Um, so nobody definitively knows what happened, but basically they were on the plane and they were told to get off the plane and they were stranded in Saudi Arabia. Uh, the people that were already left were the people that had like their private jet. So like Vince McMahon left as soon as the show was over. Vince was, Vince was already out of Saudi Arabia. Brock was gone. Flair was gone. Hogan was gone. Uh, like the big wigs were like out, but like the rest of the roster and all the production people were still there. And SmackDown is literally going to be on Friday. And Fox is adamant, like, we need a show. So they tried to, like, finagle another plane of, like, the 20 guys they needed 
which has now become a thing of like the guys that weren't on that plane <laughs> were like, I guess I'm not in the top twenty. Yeah, right. It was like you know who you'd it's like who'd expect like Roman and the New Day and uh, like Corbin, but like also like they already announced matches. So like the revival were on the plane because they're scheduled for SmackDown, and that somehow also got delayed. So neither plane was going to be able to make it to Fox. So. They had to like announce like, man, SmackDown uh, because of mechanical failure, uh, like SmackDown's roster is not going to be able to make it. But don't worry, we have Daniel Bryan and The Miz and Dana Brooke, and like, <laughs> what? So everyone's like, oh, so yeah, so like, <laughs> it's it's been largely reported as mechanical issues. However, there are tin hat tinfoil hat conspiracists and also some reporting that says that there was some issue with the Saudi government and Vince while they were there over money because apparently they hadn't been paid for one of the shows or something yet. So they like purposely held the plane up and like fa- like roster members families were like concerned and like tweeting about it like you know we want our people to come home even like guys that were there like Buddy Murphy's like never again like just tweeting like he's stuck wow. on a plane. Okay, so basically Vince, so like, Vince made a deal with the devil and it went back and bit him in the ass when they basically just shy of committed an act of terrorism yeah. in order to like uh, blackmail Vince. You know what the fucked up thing was? What? SmackDown was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> which, leads, which leads me to my fifth question. Why was SmackDown awesome? Uh, well, shit. I mean, you already just said Dana Brooke was on it. So besides that... Um... <laughs> And I have, a, I have an extra credit question okay. in the end when we get to it. So, but go ahead. That's awesome. What can I ask some questions? Maybe a mini twenty questions sort of thing. Uh, Absolutely. Was it, was it like a because of a match? No, like the whole show was uh, awesome. Oh, the whole just the top, whole, yeah. the whole yeah. show. Yeah, top. Yeah. And there, so there were not... there were two or three very good matches on the show. Yes. Okay, but is there like one overarching like reason, or do you want me to just give you like yeah. a bunch? <laughs> Yeah, there's one very much overarching reason, like, which is still know. playing out as we as we speak. Um, is it is it because uh, so all the all the people in charge were gone, so they had to they had to put Leo Rush in charge, and he was just running around <laughs> doing doing Calder. fun. <laughs> <You're> Calder. <laughs> uh, actually, oh, actually, Leo I Rush mean, was was on the show. He was a component. <laughs> yeah, he was. Hey, 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 look at me. Um, shit, man. Uh, uh, Matt Matt Hardy uh, was there and just being <laughs> fucking Matt Hardy. That would have been a great idea, but no. No. All right. They were just they were throwing out free Mardi Gras beads everywhere, and everyone was super happy. Can I, can I steer them in the right direction at least? Sure. Am I getting closer? Or try? If Spencer, if the SmackDown wrestlers weren't there, and they needed wrestlers to wrestle matches... Who could they get real quickly to wrestle matches oh, who shit. weren't doing anything? MLW. <laughs> All right, I've, I've lost. I'm done. I would, I would watch. Yeah, the, the main event was Dana Brooke versus Jacob Fatu. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thought. Was like, well, they got no wrestlers. Well, like whatever city they're in, they just like got a, sh- a shitload of uh, like unsigned indie wrestlers from the area and just like put them on TV. So what you're saying? The people from Raw were on it, or no? Well, no, because Raw oh, was NXT? over in Saudi Arabia too. NXT straight up invaded yeah. SmackDown. Holy shit! What the fuck? Yeah, that's awesome. Because on Crown Jewel, it was announced that Survivor Series this year, for the first time ever, is Raw versus SmackDown versus <laughs> NXT. Oh shit! 
So the show starts with um, well, the show started innocuously because it was just Bailey. Oh, the show started with Brock announcing they Brock's plane got rerouted because Brock wasn't even supposed to be on the show. They're like, "Hey, you're back in the country. Can you do us a solid?" So he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make two hundred grand probably doing it. Let's yeah. do it." <laughs> so they did the promo, and then the first match was like Bailey and Nikki Cross. They had the women at their disposal because obviously, besides Natty yeah. and Lacey Evans, because they actually had a women's match in Saudi Arabia. Really? Um, yeah. Which. For all intents and purposes, the crowd was actually really cool about it. Like, the Whoa. actual audience was... How cool, man. Was... You know what? But I take everything back I said about terrorism and blackmail. Saudi Arabia, you're okay. That's not what I meant. I know. No, I'm, I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but... So, the, that match is happening. Bailey wins because Sasha interferes. And then Shayna Baszler comes out and, like... Cool. Beats up everybody. Cool. And then you go backstage and you see like Triple H and HBK like staking people out. And then Ms. TV is going on and Tommaso Ciampa interrupts Ms. TV and then beats the Miz. Mm. And then Bianca Belair is beating up. Dana Brooke was on the show to get beaten up backstage by <laughs> Bianca Belair. Um, and then like Daniel Bryan's like, I want a match tonight. And they're like, okay. And so like Triple H is faking it's going to be him. And then Shawn Michaels takes his jacket off, fakes it's going to be him. And Triple H just goes, Champ. And in comes Adam Cole. So the main event of SmackDown was like and Adam Cole beating Daniel Bryan after like a classic 30-minute match. That fucking rules. And then, yeah. all, and then all the NXT people in the, in the ring just like saying like, do you want a war? Let's let's go. And now that's been happening for the past like two weeks on WWE TV. Yeah. Also, uh, commentary started out anyway as Tom Phillips, Renee Young, and um, fucking uh, Aiden English. H- okay. Um, and then English was replaced by Pat McAfee. Who was supposedly, I guess, representing NXT, even though he's like never done anything with NXT. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Tom Phillips and Renee on commentary yeah. were fucking great. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, so ever think, since then. Yeah, that was yep. the night. Was that? Yeah, that was the same night that. Um, no, never mind. It was the day before. Uh, cause I went with Sarah Shockey to shoot some stuff, uh, backstage at a rise show and we're on the way back and like, she's just reading off like what's happening on SmackDown, all of this yeah, shit. Yeah. And she reads off that commentary team. And I'm just like, I want to fucking get high with that group. <laughs> I just want to smoke out with Renee Young and Tom Phillips. <laughs> all right. So yes. I want yeah. So I want to, oh, yeah, extra credit. the extra credits. So Spencer. With everything that just happened with everybody in Saudi Arabia, it was announced after uh, less than a week after the show that WWE was going to be going there for how many more years? Oh, God. Well, wasn't the original contract like 10 years or was it 10 shows? Fuck. Is it 10 years? Uh, you're close. I believe it's nine years. Jeez. So that's nine years. Well, Nine years left. They started it last year. So, yeah, it was 10 years. <laughs> yeah. They announced that, and everyone's like, wait, wasn't that just like how long the deal was? But then, even like the, the press release also, they were basically doing anything to like change the narrative of what had just happened, like all their boys being left in the country. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it was like, oh, and starting next year, it'll be two shows a year. And it's like, they've literally done two shows a year ever since they started. <laughs> no, that's been how it's been. <laughs> it's been has the it, whole time. I guess yeah. it has been. I guess yeah. I forgot because I, I refuse to watch them. It, yeah, they did Greatest Royal Rumble, and then they did the first Crown Jewel, and then they did Super Showdown and Crown Jewel this year. So it's like, yeah. you're not changing anything. 
it's it's but um but TV since then like like Richard said has been NXT centric and has been pretty pretty awesome. The the card of Survivor Series at the moment is as usual with Survivor Series now like in a permanent state of flux because there's going to be a lot of champions versus champion matches. But at the moment would be Bailey versus Becky versus Shayna, uh, AJ versus Shinsuke versus Roderick Strong, which is just amazing. Um, Viking Raiders, Undisputed Era, and New Day. New Day won the titles back from Revival. And then they're doing a women's and men's five-on-five-on-five Survivor Series match. This is insane. I love this. Yeah. Um, The the, the main question I have... for, For years. Yeah. The main question I have is this. So you're going to have Brock versus Ray. So are Cole and The Fiend going to go one-on-one, or are they going to face challengers for their titles? I I think they're almost definitely doing Fiend and Brian based on last week's SmackDown. Cole will probably just end up being like on the NXT 5-on-5 team. But my favorite thing about Crown Jewel was the top comment on Reddit after Fiend won the title was, Holy fucking shit, this company's trying to kill Adam Cole. Because everyone <laughs> thought the title match was going to be Brock versus Fiend versus Cole. And, and my first comment to that was, no, he's going to have to win that match. <laughs> because Brock and Fiend are going to, like, spontaneously combust. And he's just going to put his arm over Brock Lesnar's <laughs> nose and win the match. I, I think I think that NXT, they haven't announced the NXT team. The Raw team is uh, Raw team is, is Rollins, Orton, Ricochet. Um, oh God! Um, I, 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 just saw, I just saw it too. The SmackDown team. Is, oh, KO's on the Raw team, and I forget who the fifth one is. And then the SmackDown team is Roman, Ali, Corbin, uh, Shorty G. Because that's officially happened, in case you didn't know, Spencer. He's, he's no longer Chad. Oh, Jesus Christ. And now he's dressed up like a member of the, the Toon Squad from Space Jam. <laughs> well, at least he's getting TV uh, time, and, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah he's, he's getting time. You know. Let me oh, ask Rufus this. Is he, the... is he dressed like Lola Rabbit? Or is it Lola Bunny? He's What's her like real name? Lola Bunny. Lola Bunny. Sorry, Lola, Lola Bunny. It's like Bugs Bunny. It's okay. Uh, yeah, he's wearing like a blue tank top and like blue basketball shorts. <laughs> it looks like some green trim. It's just really obnoxious looking. But they have announced the so NXT basically, team. So basically, he's an inverse Angela Dawkins. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah, but also the NXT team you don't know because the previous night is War Games, and there's two War Games matches this year. I heard that a men's and a women's War Games, which is in Chicago. Which are you two going? Do we have tickets? We don't have tickets. We haven't talked about it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, Gargano's officially not going to be on the show, so... Oh, so who cares? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we can miss this one. Uh, God. Gargano's not going to be on the show because uh, Finn Balor is... I forget how long it's been since we recorded news. Spencer, <laughs> you know Finn Balor's in NXT and he's awesome, right? I did know... He, I know those things separately. I don't... I just assume... He, yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. So Finn Balor turned Finn Balor turned heel on Johnny Gargano and broke love his it. fucking neck. Fucking love it. Um, yeah, and uh, so he's gonna be wrestling Matt Riddle on the show. Riddle was supposed to be in War Games. Uh, now it's the Undisputed Era against Keith Lee, Ciampa, uh, Dijak, and somebody else. And the women's match is absolutely fucking bonkers. 
The women's yes. match is Shayna, Io, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray from NXT UK against Candice, Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, and Mia Yim. Maybe Mia Yim because Mia Yim died three times last night. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I know Widden and Rich knows what this is, but Rich, I encourage you to show Spencer after this the Joey Mercury uh, Ar- Armageddon ladder spot when Joey Mercury, oh, no. Mercury's face exploded. Yeah, oh, Io dropped the ladder right into his face, <laughs> and she—it was a full. It was. Uh, how can I properly say this? It was. It was Spencer's night last night. It was a full-blown gusher. <laughs> <laughs> just, just say what, just say what Morrow said. She was leaking like a faucet. True. And then, so she continued to wrestle for five minutes after they cleaned her up. Oh my god! And Kaylee Reed came out and pushed her off the ladder from the ring, threw a ladder on the floor, and the ladder snapped in half, which was gimmick. But she hit it in the perfect worst way possible. <laughs> It was it was maybe the worst bump I've ever seen in a ladder match. It was it was pretty <laughs> nasty. It's pretty nasty bump. Uh, yeah. So uh, and she's still scheduled for War Games. So that'll be that'll be fun. So all those people are going to be probably in matches the following night in Survivor Series. So that is going to be interesting. So I think everyone's pretty much assumed like that's the out for NXT to like not win anything, right? Like they're all going to be taped and bandaged up and hurting. And good point. Yeah. I mean, I would. I still would be surprised if they like. So SmackDown got swept last year. I think NXT will still probably win a match, and then somebody, and then Braun SmackDown will probably go two, two and two yeah. this year to keep it even. Um, I doubt I doubt Fox and USA would want anybody to like win this year. So if they're tied, to NXT's one behind. That's that's fair. That sounds about right. Um, so if we're in SmackDown, winning all five matches now. Think I've just <laughs> fucked up all your pickups. <laughs> uh, what else before we move on from WWE? Uh, uh, the Rusev, the Lana and Lashley storyline is the worst storyline of the year. It doesn't. It's oh, look at me. I I started to say it doesn't make sense when it's fucking not supposed to make sense because it's fucking stupid. This is this is what WWE does to me. Go. No, 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 no. That was that was actually the best summation of that I've ever heard. <laughs> that was the most prophetic you've ever been. <laughs> that was great. Thank uh, you. Is there anything else I'm missing, Rich? Anything else? I think I, I think I hit it all. Um, Jordan Miles. Since, since no, that's it. I mean that's okay. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're are we just gonna? I'm fine either way. But who's Jordan Miles? ACH. Yeah, ACH. Oh no! Miles. What a stupid name. Well, don't worry. Which one? Oh yeah. No, ACH is a good name. What happened to Jordan Miles? Did he get released? No, he quit. Okay. Um, so it's a matter of him getting let out of his contract. Uh-huh. Um, that didn't take long. Jesus. No, especially since he won that NXT Breaking Ground tournament, which was like all these new guys that they signed. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? Well, uh, when NXT was announced to be going to USA, they released a shit ton of shirts for basically their entire roster. And let's just say that the Jordan Miles shirt was racially insensitive. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, And 
they that originally went out and he was like uh y'all what the fuck <laughs> oh shit and so they released they switched it out with another one but he's uh-huh. like it was it's too late you done done it yeah and so like you know you, you know <clears throat> yikes went off on twitter a couple times uh-huh. here and there and this and that and um this since actually just recently de- deleted his Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, but like up to, well, this week he went uh, live on Periscope and like, you know, I didn't watch the whole thing, but basically he announced like uh, that he's quitting. Um, and like, it got really in the weeds with like, <clears throat> like how he was like notified about the shirt and how he like approved the shirt, but it's hard to believe that anyone gets approval on their fucking merch right. in on the, on SmackDown on raw, much less on fucking NXT. Yeah. Um, anyway, a lot of like back and forth. He said, she said type, well, they, he said, they said so on and so forth. Um, and yeah, it's just real rough to see unfold. Cause like also, you know, miles is or fucking ACH has like, you know, uh, like you know mental health stuff and stuff like that and so like yeah it's just been it's just been rough to like watch publicly unfold but also like it's it was rough that that was released in the first place because it's like one of those a lot of money to throw away on you know something like that i mean it's not great that they did that obviously but like yeah well and also like like when you see the shirt yeah like it's going to be one of those things where it's just like if if you didn't know it's like if you don't see it, yeah. Like it's also that just highlights how much that you don't have anyone of color or diversity like working for you, you right, either. Right, right. You know, um, yeah. Yeah, it was saying it like, speaks to like a bigger problem, like more systemic. Yeah, sure, which sure. like obviously it's yeah. fucking WWE, right. but um, and sure. it's wrestling. And then, um, but yeah. And then, as as Rich said, the situation was definitely exacerbated by definitely something underlying happening with him. Mentally, because then from this, he went on like just a spree of like trashing like random people who just weren't associated with the situation at all, like flat out calling like Jay Lethal and Uncle Tom on Twitter. Jesus. For no reason. Just like another Um, thing. uh, That almost might be a fucking quote, like (laughs) on how the tweet like kind of started. So then, like, then, like, he was releasing, like, emails that he received about the approval of the shirt from WWE, like, releasing people's names, like, work in the merchandising department, who, like, he was either, like, blaming or not blaming. Right. Um, And then, like, it kind of got quiet, and, like, people reported, like, he'd already been away from the company due to, like, underlying issues. And then just yesterday, like Rich said, he had a, a video that was, like, I fucking quit. Jordan Miles is my slave name, like full blown, like going down this, this, uh, this chain. So yeah, it's just another, just another really awkward wrestling story that we, that having to like navigate has been very interesting and fun because also that bleeds into so many fucking different opinions and subsets and it's something that sadly if i can speak very very broadly a majority of wrestling fans just have no fucking clue what they're talking about (laughs) um so it's been really shitty to even like follow it or try to read it or have an opinion about it because you're just gonna get an argument that fucking drives you crazy yeah Uh, it was it was one of two reasons i know 
it was one of two reasons I know that Tope just flat out has been taking a break. Uh, that's why he's not here today. <laughs> it's a conflict. <laughs> he couldn't record, but he was just like, yeah, I'm fucking good for a while. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just the fucking shits. Um, well, with that kind of stuff. But uh, we've talked about it. We've addressed it. We should move on. Yeah. Um, Hopefully he goes back to New Japan or something. And, and I don't know. I think the quote from, I forget if it was Meltzer Alvarez, was like, everybody I've talked to says from what he's done from this, he is definitely a victim. But the way he's handled this, he's burned every bridge. Ooh. Which, as I said earlier, doesn't mean anything in the wrestling business. Really. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. But uh, Meltzer and Alvarez, those guys have been having a pretty good uh, month, huh? Did they get married? <laughs> That'd be great oh, to uh, each other. The one thing I was yeah. the thing I was going to add about that was from that he had already had a bit of a reputation as being difficult to work with mm. prior in ROH in New Japan, so that didn't necessarily help. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you want to talk about – what the fuck do you want to talk I didn't have them on my list. Go figure, Rich. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, so after the whole Saudi debacle, um, there was a like a, a all-roster meeting at Raw um, where oh, reportedly Seth Rollins gave a rah-rah speech that went over like a wet fart. <laughs> uh, and then Rollins took to Twitter – and fucking whether or not he was correct or not, fucking whined and bitched and moaned about how he didn't do that. And isn't <laughs> that? And then so it turned out like he didn't give a speech or whatever. And okay. like Meltzer in the most fucking limp dick way possible just said, I retract that report. Him? <laughs> um, and it was just an, an just another fucking situation in this dog shit month where like two <laughs> dummies came out looking worse than they went in. <laughs> and it it seems like the world is starting to come around to one Christopher James Mullet's way of thinking about <laughs> Dave Coolio Coolio Meltzer. <laughs> I forgot his name completely. <laughs> Dave Coolio Mullet is what I said. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to say Coulier. Don't, don't, don't. Dave Coulier Meltzer. <laughs> I was like, Coolio. <laughs> I, would rather, I would rather let Dave Coulier fucking fist fuck me than be in the same room with Dave Meltzer ever again. In a with movie the theater? Puppet? <laughs> in a movie theater? Yeah. <laughs> hey, and I, yeah, and I, um, He's trying to do the popcorn trick to you, and you're like, cut it out. <laughs> no, a Damn, hole I, at the bottom of the bucket. You got to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> with him, I could not get... I can't do the woodchuck puppet. I just can't. You told me the woodchuck puppet. Um, what? Word? Uh, yeah, Seth Rollins is having a rough go of it. <laughs> uh, but hey, yeah, he was a yeah. He doesn't handle those situations well at all. Um, and he talked about it on WWE's really really poor podcast, uh, the Corey Graves hosts, uh, which I listened to the first episode and immediately deleted <laughs> because. It just was not for me, but um, but at the very least, it caused Dave Meltzer to print a retraction, which I have since masturbated over multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> because he does remember what he learned at fucking Randolph School of Writing or whatever the fuck he went. I should look up where the fuck did he go for journalism. 
Somebody start oh, talking yeah. about something oh, else yeah. wrestling related. So I can oh, look yeah, up Dave Meltzer's credentials. Tell, Everybody, me, uh... tell me how. No, go ahead, Witt, and finish that. I was going to say, and, Dave, and, and, tell and me. with more enthusiasm. Oh, Dave, tell me how wrong you are. Yeah, you what, put out okay. that retraction, you bad, bad boy. Okay, I'm done. Hey, hey, no, no. If the retraction yeah, yeah, lasts more than four hours, you should call a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Alvarez is no better. He went to San Jose State University. Yeah. San, San Ho? San Jose State University. Oh, okay. oh You straight up Jose. said San Jose State University. <laughs> I'm just like, what? I need to know what kind of fucking bootleg ass, fucking unaccredited ass school this is. Let's look, let's look at their alumni. Let's see how many people I don't know. Jeff Garcia, NFL quarterback. Stevie Nicks. Famous yeah, woman, kind of. Famous <laughs> woman fucking dickhead. Stevie oh. Nicks is like the most famous woman ever. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard what he said. Fuck Mother <laughs> Teresa. Well, for real, though, you want me to get on my soapbox about Mother, Mother Teresa? Fuck her. She's literally a saint, but she ain't no saint. I'm just, we're talking about fame, not sainthood. I'm just saying, fuck Mother Teresa. Oh, all right, then. Uh, Dick Vermeil and Bill Walsh, those are just two good coaches. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, go figure. He's not on this list. Sorry? Nah, I'm talking more shit about Mother Teresa. Oh. <laughs> Dave Meltzer um, Teresa. <laughs> oh, man. So, Spencer, tell us how AEW is going right now. Dude, AEW is so fucking crisp. I love it. Um,. Although I will say I didn't, I have, I have a strong and robust women's division. It's great. I don't know if it's <laughs> accurate or not. I mean, it's not accurate. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I know, they could do better. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. Um, what part of the they're still doing the same thing that like WWE does, where they have like a women's match, you know? Um, so I think that's part of it. Uh, I, I also didn't finish Full Gear. I'm in the middle of it when uh, I ran out of time today. Um, I don't know. I think the tag team division is very good. Go figure. I think the tag division, yeah. I, I mean, we knew that was going to be a bright spot considering who two of the four founders of the company were. Um, and they're not even a focal point. Well, they're definitely important at the moment, but they kind of have their side storyline going on with Santana and Ortiz. Um, so, yeah, so I watched most of Full Gear. If I, if I didn't see it in and out, I saw the highlights. Um, it was a good show. I think it was not their... I don't know how to wait. It's hard to rate their pay-per-views now from like weakest to strongest because there's enough. And also we have weekly television to base things off of. Um, whereas before it could be like, okay, my order is, you know, all in double or nothing, like whatever it may be, you know, like now we have like a body of work, so Mm -hmm. it's harder to kind of gauge. Um, there's definitely been more highlights and bright spots than there were when it first kind of started like the first week or two when like i think that was when we had talked since was like it was right after week one um and rich had brought up the the point that i agreed with that they're not necessarily doing anything groundbreaking in terms of presentation it just felt like a wrestling show Mm -hmm. um i feel it's felt like a very very good wrestling show yeah more often than not with with some some minor hiccups and exceptions. I wasn't the biggest fan of last night's episode, um, just because it felt like the most, the most basic 
show that they've had in terms of like presentation. Like we had two squash matches on this show. We had um, a long talking segment, granted a very good long talking segment with MJF and Chris Jericho, but there's, it just had the formula that you're used to. Um, But if the formula works and it's good, then I'm going to watch it. I'm I'm watching AEW live largely and flipping back and forth with NXT when there's stuff I don't like and then catching up on NXT the next day because I have that luxury of the network. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good wrestling product that is going to grow. Um, but I, go ahead. I finish your thought, finish your thought. And I got something. The thing I was going to say, my biggest takeaway so far, and the biggest thing I give them credit for is how they, what they have done with the unknown people or the people that you walked into AW being wrestling fans, not being familiar with. And some of those people being some of their most popular stars right now, like, the reactions that Private Party are getting, the reactions that Luchasaurus is getting, Darby Allen. Um, there was another one I was just going to mention. Fuck, after the controversy around Marco Stunt's 15-minute match with the Lucha Brothers, he had a huge reaction last night. Um, like Those people have benefited the most because they're getting an appropriate spotlight. And none of the guys that people knew of, Moxley, Pac, uh, Pac, sorry, um, you know, whoever it may be that our our stars elsewhere are being hurt by giving them rubs. Scorpio Sky being another one that's been getting over like gangbusters as of late. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Win. The the two the two things I was going to say is is first like Marco got a big pop and he, a pop and he should, but he also got a big pop because he really wrestled a lot in the independent stuff in Nashville, like so the Underground Pro and stuff like that. Oh, so, good. Good, good yeah. point. Good point. So a lot of Nashville people know Marco Stunt, and the fact that he was on that show last night was great. Also, you say you didn't like last night's show. Keep this in mind: last night's show was the first show that they've done the week after, like one of their big events. Because it was basically the it was basically the follow, their first follow up show to a paper. Right? Yeah, to start setting up some new things for for the next couple of weeks and the next big show. So I, so I can kind of see how it was a little different, but that's probably the reason why. Yeah, they're, they're not used to kind of that formula of immediately having to follow up and have something prepared. Another thing I was, was going to mention, like, formula-wise, they kind of fell into was, like, uh, it was just Pac and Heyman Page again as, like, quote-unquote the rubber match. But, like, the crowd wasn't as super hot for that as they normally would be because they just saw it three days earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, before so I'm going to get to Spencer in just a second. I want to give a shout-out to our good brother, uh, Widden, here. Speaking of Nashville... Wouldn't blowing up the squared circle subreddit with just being a good person giving advice. <laughs> I literally, I literally like was just fucking just watching the fucking early news. About to board my flight in like five hours. Like, you know what? Let me just give a reach out. Like, because I'm sure wrestling fans don't give a shit about country music, and if you don't, no hate towards you. And then next internet thing you know, wrestling it, fans probably don't. And then next thing you know, fucking twelve hours later, I'm two thousand upvotes. Like. Well, I missed this. What happened? You, what did you put on Twitter? Or on, so, on, uh, so, Square Circle? so on the Square Circle subreddit, so last night was also the same night as the Country Music Awards. Sure. So where they were doing the AEW show is downtown five blocks away where that award show was going to be. Okay. So it was going to be a madhouse. So I just put it on the Square Circle subreddit. Hey, if you're coming, there's this award show five blocks away. Here's a, here's a link to a map where there's a whole bunch of parking uh, places around downtown that you could pay for parking and you don't have to worry about the madness. 
And then it just fucking, <laughs> just that was fucking it. blew. Yeah, it fucking blew up, and did, uh, everybody with their comments about you know there should be a mix between AEW and country music for the matches. Like there should be a, and if you don't know, understand country music, you won't get this joke, but I will. Orange Cassidy versus Eric Church, and loser has to give up their sunglasses. Like just everybody just started going on with it, and it just blew up. Fucking That's two thousand upvotes. And 300 <laughs> comments. Like, Three Lord. things about this. Number number one, if you're going to do this next time, log into the Potswoggle account. Yeah, number I two. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to blow up. It's fine. No, no, yeah, no, you're totally fine. Uh, number two, there were so many comments were just like, you didn't have to do this. What a nice thing to do. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it was honestly a refreshing palate cleanser from most of the comments on that right. subreddit. And then number three, uh, there was literally at one point, the, the subreddit was post-show review, post-show review, Holy fuck, CM Punk is back. Widen's Nashville post. <laughs> and, those post show, and those post show reviews were pinned. So they were automatically yeah, so, on top. So the top news on Squared Circle for like a day and a half was CM Punk is back. And hey, everyone, be mindful of Nashville traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so big, big ups to Widen for that. Yeah. Uh, Spencer, you're going to uh, say something about EW. You brought up something uh, interesting about how... The, the bigger names that people are excited for, you know, going into AEW uh, starting, the bigger names like like Pac and, and Moxley and uh, et cetera, are sort of giving giving the rub to these younger up and coming talents, which is cool. And I wonder if it's like they're trying to avoid the same thing that like, you know, the same pitfalls that WCW might have had where, you know, mm-hmm. they're relying too much on their old talent. But then it's like, well, you kind of have to find a balance, I guess, huh? Like you can't just have like, Moxley doing nothing. You need him to be doing. Uh, I'm just using his name for example. I don't actually know if he's doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. Where yeah, like like you're saying, like sure. Yeah, like having Private Party beats uh, the the Young Bucks in the opening round of the uh, you know tag team match or uh, tag team tournament. That's a cool like upset. Like you know things like that can happen. But yeah, if that's like happening constantly, maybe it's a bad move. I think it's. In- I think it's important now to establish guys, and I think it's going to be doubly important in two to three, four years when certain guys are older and these guys that are now being promoted are going to be those main guys. It needs to be consistent is the problem. Right. And I I, I think it will be, but they also need to know there's a time and a place for mm. for it. Not, not that now's the thing, but like they're fine now. But, you know, in six months' time, if you still have – a different guy kind of not as like the flavor of the month, but as like your project. Mm. Okay. We also need to remember you have fucking big ass stars that already have followings. You don't want them to get cold. Not that Kenny Omega, I think is in any danger of being cold right now, but he is definitely sacrificed a lot right now. Absolutely. In terms of, of like, think of who he is in the wrestling right. business over the past two, two, three, four years. The regard is like the best wrestler and, like the next guy, and right now he's sitting at a 500 record, doing fucking death matches. Right. You know, like the, the you have to be careful to make sure that your special people are still treated as special people and aren't just guys. That's a thing that uh, the WWE was really really bad at, and TNA used to be really bad at as well. Is like when Kurt Angle came on and Samoa Joe came on and all these people came on, they just became fucking guys, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't be just guys. Um. 
Rich and I had had a conversation a couple days ago about the main event of Full Gear specifically. Spencer, I know you're still in the middle of the show, but you know the results of everything. I don't, but I'm also okay with spoilers because I uh, that, that's on me for not having watched it yet. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so the main event was Moxley and Omega. Right. And, by, and it was... Well, no, wasn't it that, was, a, that was an unsanctioned match. Man. Oh, sorry. You are correct. The main <laughs> event was Cody versus Chris Jericho. Uh, okay. Uh, in a... And it ended with me removing something from my Please Don't Fuck This Up Swaggy Award nomination list okay. because it already happened. <laughs> awesome. Which was, which was uh, the, the inevitable turn. But the, uh, the Lights Out match with Omega and Jericho uh, closed the festivities, let's say. And was Omega as. Uh, yeah, Omega Moxley, whatever I said, I'm sorry. Um, and it was, it, was, yeah, it was a fucking death match. <laughs> it was. Awesome. It had fucking. Barbed wire and glass and mouse traps and <laughs> and it really led to some really again interesting conversation online about is this like the best match of the year or was this like really fucking hard to watch? Interesting. And there was um, and Rich kind of remind me what where you're where you kind of landed on it. Yeah, Rich, remind uh, Mullet where you landed on that um, the dark match. Rich has been absent. I'm gonna. I'm gonna break kayfabe here. <laughs> Rich has just been oh. off mic for the last like five minutes, <laughs> just like walking around. Like he went to the bathroom. He got some water. He went I to got his room. some water. Rich, yeah, he went to this room to get some chapstick. Chapstick. <laughs> I had to use some nasal like, spray because I'm getting stuffy. He's just been like doing like, errands. For you, Rich, we can do this later. Like. Yeah, I can squeeze it in. So I was like trying to cover for okay. him, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Mole was saying, like, where'd you end on the, the dark match between Moxley and, and uh, Omega? Was it hard to watch, or was it the best match of the year? Uh, I, I thought it was very good. Um, and also, like, when you <clears throat> compare matches, like, probably the, the people that got most fucked up from the main event to that match was, like, Cody. Okay. Because <laughs> he, like, actually got fucked up. Okay. Whereas... As far as, like, Moxley goes, you know, he's done this shit. This is tame for him, sure, probably. Yeah. As far as Omega goes, it's weird to see him doing this shit. I was going to say, how many deathmatches does he have? Like, technically the one with... Not even a deathmatch. It wasn't even a deathmatch. But I was going to say the one with Jericho and New Japan. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Um, but that said, but I mean... Still, that's just, like, a chair. That, right. that, that was, like, as, yeah. as severe as a guy, you know? Right. I, I, I really liked it a lot. Um, I, as far as hard-to-watch goes, that, that's... That was a safe match. <laughs> like, you, you got worked if you thought it was hard to watch because that's was the point. It was that's why it was unsanctioned. Sure. Kayfabe, kayfabe, kayfabe. <sighs> like, that's that was the point. Um, yeah, like they're those are two seasoned professionals, especially with Moxley in there in that kind of match. I I I don't know who else I'd feel safer with, honestly. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was really well done, and it like you know brought the, all the, that emotion out in you and stuff like that. And yeah, like was it? Can them? Can those two things be like coexist at the same time? Can it be hard to watch and a great match? Absolutely. The as I mentioned, the rich because I because I wasn't sure where I kind of landed on it, and I, I was leaning the way that Rich did, and that's ultimately where I have landed on it, but. I did understand the initial thoughts of people being 
a like I kind of mentioned, a surprise that Kenny would be in some something like that, and not that it diminished him or hurt him at all, because obviously it's it's a a match that's been anticipated for over six months, and it was built up as being what that was going to be. But also, it's a tricky spot to kind of start doing that as a new company because that style of match, no matter how safe it's treated or how how careful they are with presenting it it's going to turn some people off there are people that just think that it is garbage whether they're in the industry or whether they're just the general populace and they don't want deathmatch wrestling or they don't want it because it's it's to them silly but also to a mainstream audience and to advertisers, it's risky to put your name on a product when that's what's happening. So um, a couple of counterpoints. And Rich kind of talked my way out of that. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, here. so one, and this goes for just about anything. Like from this match and like people being turned off by death matches uh, to like, you know, um, like Nike supporting Colin Kaepernick. Like, Oh well, some people are worried about like all the all the people it's going to drive away right. from your product. But what about what the people about, that it attracts? Exactly. Right. Like there might just be more people that like are in- intrigued, first exposed to that. Uh, that might be their shit. Like, and to see that on a bigger stage, like, oh yeah, I will check this out. Mm-hmm. This and that. This and that. Like, I, I don't I ain't got the fucking data in front of me or whatever. Right. But like, well, especially for a TV fourteen show, like that might be yeah. like. Like oh they have death matches and they can say bastard <laughs> and and shit right yeah uh, and shit but I, not Chuck Taylor don't you fucking say shit Chuck Taylor <laughs> it's it's bullshit that Chucky D hasn't been able to say shit yet um, it's, it's gonna be but, the part of the year when it happens oh absolutely <laughs> absolutely um, but yeah and then as far as like advertisers and shit go one. It was on pay-per-view, which right. there are no advertisers unless there's a sponsor of the show. And even then, you'd probably let them in on that. Two, motherfucker, selling ads on AEW ain't your job. That ain't your concern, friend. That's the sales team at TNT. <laughs> that ain't your concern, friend. Stay in your lane. <laughs> so it's like... All right, go ahead. The same way people like talk about fucking ratings, like especially since AEW started, and, and it's just like, motherfucker, you don't know shit. <laughs> That's no. a really good point. You don't know. We shit. We talked about this. We talked about this months ago, ago too. Years I think we talked about this even before. About this. Yeah, we talked about before AEW became a thing. We're like, oh my god, ratings are the worst they've ever been. I'm like, yeah, but WWE has like the most subscribed YouTube channel in like the world. Mm. Like, so people are getting their content a different fucking way. Right. Ratings don't mean fucking dick. The sure. only thing that matters to people with ratings is that 18 to 49 demographic because those are the people that fucking spend money. That's why podcast that's why ads t- do so like, well. Please email info at rk-audio.com <laughs> if you would like to advertise on one of our shows. But yeah, like I uh-huh. said, to wrap up 2019, that's not your concern, friend. <laughs> that really is becoming like the theme of the year. <laughs> Ooh, a, a, a potential sloggy award category. The that's not your concern, friend award of the year. <laughs> Just leave it alone. Yeah. Um, 
So here's, a, a lot of good questions. To kind of go back to WWE for a quick sec. Have you seen yeah. Spencer? Have you seen Bailey's new look since she turned heel? Did I know that she turned heel? You maybe knew that she oh, sided she like, with Sasha when Sasha came back. I think I saw a gif of her like, like destroying one of her inflatable buddies or something. That was the full on turn. Okay. Yeah. No. What does she look like now? Does she look like Sandy at the end of the Grease? Kind of. Okay. Uh, about no, it, stud. Doesn't. You haven't seen Grease in a while, Rich. <laughs> I, just I know, it this but week. Spencer's never gonna fucking know the yes or no. Like, <laughs> yeah. just lie to him. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. At the end of the show, I want you to tell us everything you thought was true and everything you thought was false. <laughs> that would be so awesome if you guys ahead of time decided to like just lie about one out of three things. God, I'm so mad now. <laughs> Man, that went so funny. We can still do this with Augie. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a that's a, be a theme coming up. It'll be a good show. Yeah. We, we, I sent Augie matches from a pay-per-view 30 years ago and tried to convince him to do pickums on it. Here's the thing. Of course we can't. Openly book that episode as an episode. Yeah, he'll never know. <laughs> and then, yeah, he'll never know because he doesn't listen. No. <laughs> nope. And then the next episode could be that episode. Yeah, it'll be the follow up. Yeah, we'll let everyone in on the secret. And yeah. Then the next, we'll, we'll, yeah. Anyway, what were you gonna say, Rich? You were gonna say oh, something? and just it, oh, it was just a yeah, it's a it's a cool look. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, I didn't watch NXT last night, but everyone had a fucking hard on for Bailey and street clothes. So, yeah, Bailey's Bailey looks Bailey looks all right. That's that's what that means. Um, all right, so AW is doing well. AW is doing good. Um, what else is on my little list here? Uh, Spencer, you mentioned MLW. Were you at the show that Rich was at? What show was that? The MLW's pay-per-view. Negative. I was not. I was working. Okay. You kind of mentioned, like, when you were mentioning MLW, I thought, like, you were, you were like, up on it, potentially. No, it's like it's just, everything else are behind. I was like, rich. I don't miss MLW. Okay. <laughs> um, that, was a, that was a dope-ass show. Uh, rich, do you have any, anything you can share about that night or want to share about that night? Yeah, no. Uh, it was uh, really cool. Uh, so, <clears throat> through... Um, a uh, nomenclature of uh, circumstance, uh, Sarah Shockey ended up having to produce LaParka's entrance uh, for that show. A nomenclature of circumstance. I, I mixed two things <laughs> Nobody together. Nobody else wanted to do it. Nobody else wanted to do it. That's what he means. I mixed two things together. Like, y'all ain't fucking got weird verbal shit all the fucking time. Me? No, I never misspeak. <laughs> Like I'm, like I'm the <laughs> fucking least elo- eloquent motherfucker on this uh, podcast. We, we all know you went to San Ho University. God damn! <laughs> Fuck y'all! <laughs> I it was just Spencer. It wasn't me. Yeah, you said you wanted to say it. Tell me about the nomenclature circumstance. I'm all ears. Ask me questions and I'll answer them. <laughs> How big is Laparka's head? It's huge. <laughs> it's a, a it's a fucking big ass fucking cassava melon, man. And he's all scarred the fuck up on his on his fucking forehead and shit, and he's just got like large feet. Like you remember, remember the troll from Ernest Scared Stupid? <laughs> yeah, yep. yes. that's Lamarca. Oh god, uh, he didn't get fat. He just got his body to shape around his head more properly. Yeah. Also, to quote uh, Charlie Murphy. L.A. Park, man, he's got a big fucking head. <laughs> How long did it take to get the face paint on your face? 
Uh, so Sarah is the one who painted all of our faces, uh, and it was maybe about seven to ten minutes. She had I was the oh. last, second to last one to go, so she had it down pretty pat. So you, you were in nice. LA Park's entrance. Yes, is that right? That's pretty yeah. cool. So you're like on TV and everything, huh? I was on pay per view this Man. month. Yeah, I was on pay per view more recently than Zack Ryder. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah. What day did Super Show air? Because I went with Crown Jewel. No, fuck, I'm just going to give it to you. That was Halloween. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I was on pay-per-view. I'm not going to get the nomenclature of confusion here. <laughs> nomenclature, confusion, Barry Windham. <laughs> Big head, Barry Windham. Uh, Rich, uh, that was a pretty dope show. I caught most yeah. of it. Um, and it was like, an un- like the top five matches were like unassailable. Like, there were just, I'm trying to think of, and I'm trying to remember because it was a couple weeks ago. The Von Erich boys are legit. Mm-hmm. Like, they're really fucking good. Uh, That's fun. Teddy Hart and Austin Aries try to kill each other, which is always fun. Um, the main event, just the Haas fight with Jacob Fatu and L.A. Park was amazing. And I'll continue to, to sing the praises of Jacob Fatu yep. all the time. Um Hammerstone and, and Davy Boy had a good Haas fight. Uh, uh, Lawler and Dexter. Alex Hammerstone's like uh, pretty quiet backstage, but when he talks, he's like kind of goofy. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. For like a giant jacked ass dude. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to watch much of the show upstairs. I watched like a little bit on the monitor, but I caught basically most of the show as everyone was just going over their matches. Um, right. which is like a really cool thing to watch. I was, I was messaging mullet and Tope throughout and, uh, and yeah, I think mullet, you put it best. is just like, it, it felt like being backstage at a play and like everyone like, where's like, everyone's going over their lines. No, they're going over their matches yeah. and everyone's like, you know, like asking each other for advice and shit like that. And it was just a very cool environment to be in. I, it was, it was great. Who, um, like low key, who worked just, the leg. Uh, you watch the show. Not a lot of people really work the fucking leg. Um, sure, I know. <laughs> Just the guys like, uh, oh, you were working the leg? Okay, we could work something different. Um, uh, yeah, uh, like low key, just like muttering under his breath, like criticizing guys on the <laughs> monitor. Um, oh, uh, low key, no, it never changed. Twenty years yeah. strong, and low key doing that. Uh, fucking. Savio Vega just like staked out his chair and didn't move for like except for his match and then went back to it. That's awesome. Um, he also produced a few matches as well, actually. Um, yeah, like it was like a weird like collection of guys as well because you also had like MJF and Jimmy Havoc in there as well, but then you had like that whole new Heart Foundation. Um, mm-hmm. Uh yeah yeah and then like you know a bunch of the younger guys and like everyone kind of like had their own little corners and stuff like that hmm. um but also like everyone did like mingle and whatnot um yeah and then the day before at that rise and uh, rise and shine show that we were at um I just want to also just say like fucking Mercedes Martinez is a fucking locker room leader like holy shit she's cool as hell nice as hell and like she had a match with. Jamie Senegal and then who's like pretty new and, and coming up and afterwards uh, she was just like sitting on a pool table in the back of the Berwyn Eagles Club, which is a bizarre ass fucking building. Um, hmm. 
and it's haunted, right? It's got to be. If it isn't, fucking take my left nut. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, she was just like dropping knowledge on him after the match about like, you know, you did this here and then like, here's why you want to do this and here's why you want to do this. I'm like going through the psychology of like every fucking turn in that match. And it was it was just like was such a cool thing to just overhear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's absolutely bananas to me that she's not like a part of a locker, a bigger locker room somewhere else. Well, I think she's still on the, the AW radar. I know she was in yeah. the casino battle Royal and she was on AEW dark, dark. So hopefully yeah. they'll, they'll gobble her up. I, I was almost, well, and they did also just, uh, sign uh, big swole as well. Who's like the rise champion. Swole, yep. So. yep. I was, I was shocked that she didn't wind up kind of being like, kind of like the new Sarah Del Rey because she was in both Same man yeah. classics. They obviously brought her back for NXT and that's somebody yeah. who, you know, not that she needs to be replaced, but you can always add another female voice, especially when NXT, well, WWE and NXT has like bar none, the best female roster in the fucking world, or maybe ever right now. Um, speaking of women's wrestling, if we can pivot and move on, uh, kind of lost in the midst of this year or this past like month of news, uh, New Japan like bought stardom. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. The story, uh, I'm going to get a lot of this wrong, but the story kind of goes that WWE was uh, showing interest in stardom. Mm. And uh, as well as Noah, if I'm not mistaken. If it wasn't Noah, it might have been. Oh, God. I'm, the name's going to. The name's going to be forgotten by me but yeah a a japanese company they're trying to get their buying some companies and uh, basically starting in nxt japan sure uh and then bushi road Mm -hmm. uh came in and bought stardom okay okay. it was no rich it was no okay um so yeah so now like apparently there will be like women's wrestling or there will be a stardom match at Wrestle Kingdom. One of the two days of Wrestle Kingdom is kind of like the news of the word. Um, and they'll start hopefully be integrated more into like the product. Um, it's it's weird how like kind of quiet the New Japan front has been since AEW started. Not that anything. It, it's a weird time of the year for them because they're doing uh, the the Junior Tag League, and then uh, I'm sorry, they're doing the the Super Junior. What the fuck they call the junior tag? Is it the junior tag league, Spencer? I'm gonna say yes. Okay, because I know it's the best of the super juniors, right? So I was gonna say the and best the of the J-Cup. super junior tag league. Yeah, God, there's just way too much. And now the world tag league's about to start. Um, but the the Wrestle Kingdom main events are pretty much done. Yep. You ha- so you have night one. You have White and Naito and Okada and Ibushi. And whoever wins those two matches will wrestle for a winner-take-all night two. And then Tanahashi and Jericho has been announced, which will be very interesting. <laughs> because I'm assuming that Jericho will still be AW champion by the time that match rolls around. Uh, how, considering how much, how much Ben Gay is going to be in the ring at that point? <laughs> <laughs> Between those two guys. Uh, man. I don't even have. Uh, what do I do? I rate that in what pounds? What do I rate that in <laughs> <laughs> in terms of volume? Yeah, like um, what's the Richter scale, but for like 
overwhelming smell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quartz? Quartz sounds right. Quartz. Um, and then, uh, so no word if Mox is going to be there. Obviously, Omega's not going to be there unless uh, he gets banned from the country, which was another wacky story from last week. Omega got banned uh, from the country. That- well, Omega did a show over there for, uh, was it DDT, or, or was over there for something, promoting something. And then, like, when he tried to leave, like, like Customs, like, wasn't letting him leave. Even though I'm pretty sure he's still, like, a fucking resident. Right. And, like, apparently got to the point where, like, he almost got banned from coming back to Japan. Wow. And, again, there are, there are conspiracy people out there that say that it had something to do, and somebody kind of reported that, like, New Japan was involved in it in some way. And it's like this is this is the this is the wrestling news now. This is the world we live in. Where maybe honestly, where, that's not that far fetched because like I know the Yakuza not. has kind of a pretty large hold on a lot of stuff. So like maybe it had something to do with like organized crime in some way. It's not that far fetched, oh, really. I wasn't saying it was far fetched. I was I meant like these are the things we have to talk about on news podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. It's still like the seventh weirdest thing we've talked about tonight. Um, oh, that reminds me. Uh, uh, one of the Rock and Roll Express did that insane Canadian destroyer on full. Oh, gear. don't act like you don't know which one it was. <laughs> oh, don't we're gonna hear from him right fucking now. Which is there something under your table? Yeah, hold on. We have this bowl of discarded candy wrappers that Spencer and I have been going through. Hold on, let me just dig through. What that's not that's not plastic that's hair, that's hair blonde hair. There's, there's a lot in the back, not a lot in the front. Really, not a lot in the front. What's hold on, who? And now Ricky Morton talks some hashtag shit. <laughs> oh God! Oh, hey, hey, damn, Bubba! Oh, hey, how's it going, y'all? Ricky, it has been way too... You've been too busy to be on Podswoggle. What are you talking about, man? I've been on the last episode. Uh, Well, when When was was your last episode? (laughs) It's been a while. Last week, but we last recorded a month ago. No, last time we recorded, it was was like like two and a half years ago, right? That was the last (laughs) time I was on. (laughs) Look, as far as I'm concerned... As far as 2005. <laughs> as, as far as you're concerned, what? Please, just regale us. You've hey, been as, everywhere. As far as I'm concerned, if the Rock and Roll Express ain't booked on your show, it ain't happened. <laughs> so let's, let's recap the past month, huh? Yeah, hey, man, so, let's go ahead and recap that past month. I love recapping months, especially with my bill collectors. <laughs> Uh, well, Bill should be being paid now because you are somehow one half of the NWA Tag Team Champions at You're the goddamn moment. right, Bubba. Flip, flat, fly. Let's go. Here's the thing, Rock and Roll Express. We've never not gotten money. Okay, Bubba? Let me tell you something right now. Well, not only all this time have we been working towns up and down these roads and go ahead and we've been on the flip fly airplane contraptions and now we're on regular weekly tv like we've never not been
in because like I said, anytime we're on a show, it's the most recent episode. And if we're not on that show, like they're not having Hall of Fames since we got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And we were the first Hall of Fame that they had. Anyway, yes, I am one half of the... I'm not done talking, Bubba. (laughs) I am one half of the NWA Tag Team Champions uh, because I've always been. NWA's been here and around always since, oh, forever. And and, and yes, Robert Gibson is doing fine. He's filling up my chalice right now. (laughs) I would love to... How do you explain to people how to watch NWA Power? Please, let us know. How do you watch NWA Power, Ricky Morton? Well, it's just like it's in the name of the show. You turn your power on, dummy. <laughs> Something hasn't been done in Robert Gibson's house for six months. Um, and then, yeah, his bill collector's name is good. In the midst of this, you were brought in to AEW to present uh, their tag team championships. And yeah, were it's jumped. the weirdest thing. See, here's how I know time travel exists. Because there's two versions of me and and Bobby out there, and they call themselves Matt and Nick, and it's weird because they could just call themselves Ricky and Bobby, and uh, and yeah, they done started a little uh, you know gimmick company around here or whatever, and they asked us to come in and do them a favor, so we did, and of course they gave us the straps on the first night, and then we go uh, we got Pearl Harbor from the back, Bubba, <laughs> and then we came back first of all. Zamazinga zone. They gave us these front row tickets because, like, uh, we technically, we do own the company just in this alternate dimension. And, uh, yeah, and I came in and I, uh, you know, uh, did that, uh, that Canadian, what is this? Canadian, Canadian mess destroyer? Canadian messed up. I did a Canadian messed up on one of them Latin fellas. <laughs> Wait, you're missing. So, so, Ricky that's their name, right? This, the Latin American the- fellas? I mean, that's their official tag team name. It, it used to be part of their team name. I'm, that's why I'm letting you off the light right now. <laughs> Look, um, I still stay abreast of the business. I got a subscription to the on the Wrestling Observer. It comes through my email. Complimentary. <laughs> um, I didn't say that. Where was it here? Uh, so when uh, when this happened... Uh, not only were you were you quote unquote pro harbored, but Ricky Morton, you took a power bomb off the stage through some kind of wooden contraption. You've been t- on this podcast for years talking about working holds and not taking bumps. That's a big bump to take. Let me tell you something, Bubba. All right, here, listen. Ricky Morton is ahead of the curve. All right, I gotta start doing this stuff before all these young bucks start doing this stuff. Okay, <laughs> these these little. Chippy dips are out here. They're doing their flips or whatever. I'll, I invented a flip, is what happened. All right, they're out here. A sunset flip. Yeah. What? Anyway. Yeah, man. Look. I, I, what are you trying to say? You trying to say I'm too old? I can't take these bumps. No. Bubba. Bubba. That I've been doing bumps since you were nine. Well, I know that's true, but that's not what you're talking about. Um, oh, it's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Zip down up my nose. Uh, <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. They make the bump. The, bumps like, the make running, the bumps not hurt. The running commentary as your segment was happening was me saying, "Oh my God, Robert Gibson lost weight." 
Golden Crow must be on the verge of bankruptcy, which he does. It looks like he lost at least five or ten pounds. He looks great. And then, uh, yeah, maybe quote, it. hey, want to do a high spot, Ricky? Nah, Bubba, just hit me with this sock. Because what Santino Ortiz <laughs> was doing was they had, like, a sock with, like, tennis balls in him and were beating you up with them. Yeah. And then you know, five that, seconds that's, later. That sock spot, that, you know, Bubba, seconds. that was my idea. Yeah, and then man. five seconds later, oh, you're doing a high spot, Ricky, which is you getting powerbombed off the stage. Yeah. But then you got your comeuppance. As you mentioned, you did the Canadian Destroyer. An assisted Canadian Destroyer is two people catapulted you into the ring and you slowly rolled over and did it. Yeah, but then you did the official move of the wrestling business now, a tope suicida. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know what that means. Um, they just told me to run <laughs> and I did it. Back to that uh, sock spot. Uh, you know, that was originally my idea. <laughs> Uh, I got a little inspiration from that when I, I was spending some time in Guantanamo Bay. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, they called it, I called it a code red. Uh, and then eventually Mountain Dew went and stole that from me. Oh, Just the yeah. name. The beverage itself is tasty, and it tastes nothing like a sock full of soap. Ricky, it's been an eventful few weeks what's next what what else can you the rock and roll you and the robert gibson the rock and roll express do before 2019 is over with hell what do you want us to do just like hey we're up there like we're just out in the ether you just put it out there and we're gonna do it you just we ricky morton and, and robert e. gibson robert <sighs> what time is it i'm tired <laughs> look <laughs> it's man, 9 40 your time but depending on where you were previously <laughs> you ain't oh all right i'm talking about dimensions here my friend uh, look i got one of those little uh uh, uh f- you know that show rick and morty that's exactly what i was just thinking of bubba i'm rick <laughs> yeah you know rick, yeah dr rick he's a uh, I'm, I'm the inspiration for that character bubba i got this little dimensional portal thing i jump through how do you think i got so much chlamydia <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ricky, you should probably go take care of that now. So <laughs> we'll see you next. Nah, time. man, I got, I got uh, fucking bubble. What's it called? That gimmick? Uh, <laughs> condoms? <laughs> Hell no, <laughs> Bubba. I ain't worn a condom since 1977. It was made of real lambskin. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> what gimmick do you want to describe? Uh, I don't know. That's what I got. I got that alien penicillin, Bubba. <laughs> Yeah, I just rub it. Yeah, I just rub it on my gimmick, and it uh, (laughs) and it soaks in. (laughs) Anyway, whatever you want to see us doing, Bubba, just flip flop fly, zip it, zap out it to the secret. That's what we are. We're the secret, and we'll uh, we'll be there and watch (laughs) us get inducted in the Hall of Fame again this year, Uh, because it's going to be in Tampa, from what I understand. And and you know, I'm I'm a little familiar with Tampa. what else? Uh, you can go ahead and catch us on NWA Power. You can catch us on WWE NXT. You can catch us on SmackDown on Fox. Uh, you can catch us on Sunday Night Football. Uh, you can go ahead and catch us on the season finale of The Good Place. Uh, you can also go ahead and catch us uh, coming up on HBO. We got a segment on John Oliver's last week tonight. Um, even uh, featured on Vice as well, uh, but that's for a whole nother drug running story that they got. Uh, yeah, feel free to just follow us wherever. Also, you know what? Buy our merch, Ricky Morton's School of Wrestling. 
You're an epic plug man, Ricky. And again, I think I mean that in multiple different ways. We will <laughs> see you again soon. Hell yeah, I'm going to jump back in this candy bowl. <laughs> oh, it's all rappers. <laughs> I don't even like rap. <laughs> and I know how you hate rappers. <laughs> I think that was the uh, the joke you made there. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, goodness. Um, How many people think made it to this far news, Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> Damn, I want to talk about CM Punk some more. <laughs> I'd, I'd happily. Um, you know the reason they're around. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have nothing else to, to mention. Um, I was going to mention Impact Wrestling might have a, women world cha- a women's world champion soon. That'll be interesting. Yep. Um, Who? But besides uh, Tessa Blanchard. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, probably the best option. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. she's really fucking good at her job. Yeah. Um, but does anybody else have anything else out in the ether wrestling news we uh, to discuss? We didn't talk. The only other thing is just a just a quick quip about Liger wrestling his last match in the United States. Very true. Yeah, um, I don't think we. I don't think we talked since the the match with him and Suzuki. Oh, that's or if right. We, did, we forgot to talk about it, but it, that was an amazing, kind of a, a disappointing match, but an incredible moment afterwards. Yes, with Suzuki paying the respect that he never pays. <laughs> so that was was really really cool. Um, yeah, that it's. 2019 is a weird year. It's been the last year we have Jushin Liger wrestling. That's been my life. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally to the moment. There's never been a PWI 500 without Jushin Thunder Liger. Next year we're gonna have to have one. It's gonna be weird. Um, speaking of PWI 500, they do the PWI 100, and uh, just they forgot to put Kyrie Sand on the list this year, which was the worst thing. Jesus they could possibly Christ! Done. It's happened before. There was like on a less important scale, like. 10 or 15 years ago, they just totally forgot Devon Dudley. <laughs> just totally, like, him and Bubba were champions, like, in WWE, and it's like, you go through, and it's like, where the fuck's Devon? Oh, okay. <laughs> but we only have 100 women. Like, come on, you gotta remember Kyrie saying. Uh, when, uh, yeah. who, who, uh, who got drafted in the XFL? Colin Kaepernick. Who got drafted in the XFL? Is they that your draft, question right? to me? Yeah, they had their yeah. they had their draft, right? I'm gonna pull this up. Fucking bring Ricky Morton back. If that's the question you're gonna ask me. <laughs> yeah, Bubba, I got drafted. I know. In the XFL. I know. Two, I know two of the quarterbacks, and that's it. So yeah, I I, it. I don't follow. Prove it, <laughs> Cardi- Cardi- Landry Jones, and uh, no, uh, Landry Jones and Cardell. Jones? Are they both the same Jones? Caleb Landry Jones, the actor? I Get out? Yeah, I think so. There Is you that go. a Back to the Future 2 reference? Who, me? Yeah, Ronald Reagan, the actor? Oh, <laughs> I was no. playing Buddy Ford's first lady. <laughs> the, XFL, the 2020 XFL draft, general information. Dates October 15th and the 16th, 2018. Oh my god. 10 a.m. Location conference call. Is this <laughs> is this like our end credits? 
No, because we have another podcast to record. So I, yeah. you were done, Rich, right? Okay, good. Um, yeah, Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah, that is the guy. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, the actor? Well, that's the actor? Mayor! Thank you for listening <laughs> to the Podswog All Wrestling Podcast with Entertainment. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content and to just support your boys here at Podswoggle and the entire network. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube for past uh, Twitch streams. We had our, uh, our first Twitch stream on WWE 2K20 last night. It only crashed three times. Big ups to 2K20. Um, your new Podswoggle champion, uh, even though he doesn't have a title because they forgot to put create a title in the fucking game and have to patch it in later. Because this is the worst wrestling game of all time, is Frankenstroman. So your yeah. first ever three-time Podswoggle champion is Braun Strowman, which means that once again, or still, your Swoggle Squad champion is Spencer. Spencer, you have one power to use. Um, the next stream will be, I believe, after next uh, our Swoggy Award recording. So you can either use that on the game pod, yeah, the game podcast we're recording next, or on the Swoggy Awards. So you have plenty of time to use that one power. Uh, Twitch is where those events are held, like I mentioned. Uh, the next one will be sometime in the middle of December. More info to come on that uh, soon. Potswoggle at gmail.com. Also, hit us up on the mailbag, arcadeaudio.net slash potswoggle mailbag. Any other plugs? Yes. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show, is coming back in a big way here in Chicago. Making we're, its triumphant return. That's right. We're going to be in a new time and a new location. We're going to be Wednesdays at 7.30, still here in Chicago, but over at the world-famous IO Theater. Maybe you heard of it. It's been the home to Pods, uh, Podslam for the last, what, three years? IO. Yep, the last three years. So very happy to be uh, have the Arcade Audio family back at IO. Um, so check us out starting in December. Um, it's going to be every Wednesday in December and January. Well, that's not true. No shows on Christmas. Don't show up. No shows on New Year's. Don't show up. Otherwise, every Wednesday, 730. You can go to what? I don't know. IOChicago.com probably. Yes. For tickets. Yeah. Show up, show out, or follow at LSDL show anywhere you follow things on the Internet. Uh, and there will definitely be links for the shows, for the episodes. If you're in Chicago, do your damn self a favor. Come yeah. on out. Because uh, it's going to be bigger and better than ever. We're literally in their biggest theater that they have. That's right. So don't make us look like assholes. <laughs> yeah, we do that on our own. Yeah, that's what Podslam was for. <laughs> yep. Any other plugs? If that is all, then we will go to final thoughts. Start with Wade. Gosh, I'm not used to being in the Eastern time zone. It's fucking 10 to 11. I'm fucking tired. Damn it. Well, I look forward to you sleeping on next week's game episode. Yay. Spencer, final thoughts. Oh boy, what's I got I got nothing is what I, I got. I need to, what I need to do is start preparing final thoughts ahead of time. You know, just have like a like a big bowl full of like pieces of paper with like funny little things written on them or something, and every <laughs> week I can just reach in and grab one out. You're just gonna play. You're just gonna mad lib your final thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm for it. Rich, final thoughts. Uh, with the final pick of the ninth round, 
the Los Angeles Wildcats drafted tight end Scott Orndorff. Paul Orndorff. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, and also, this will be a few days after the fact at this point, but uh, final score, Miami 108 to Cleveland 97. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Kendrick. See, Punk's back in my life. I don't need basketball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, man. It must be complicated being you, huh? It's it's a fucking gift and a curse all at the same time. <laughs> it's 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 so hard. Speaking of hard, no, that's the end of the show. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, for, <laughs> it, for Spencer. For Witten, this is Miles Tanger for Possible Wrestling Podcast and Entertainment. We are slogging off. Tell that Los Angeles wildcat behind the wheel. It's a speed reference. No, I'm not going to keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.